0: Sidebar with Cindy On
1: Kaya FM 95.9 Two minutes past seven Kaya FM 95.9 Home of the Afropolitan Welcome to Sidebar Cindy With me I'm Cindy See on, on this Tuesday the 30th of July It's been such a long month I cannot wait for July to end This evening we're speaking about The impact of unemployment On love, intimacy and commitment
2: Medical Issues, Sex and Family,
1: Finance,
2: Parenting and Emotional
3: Development,
0: Sidebar Sidebar with Cindy. Cindy. Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. on Kaya FM 95.9.
1: Kaya FM, 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome to Sidebarth Cindy with me, um, Cindy C. F. N. Sale. And tonight's show is a difficult one. Um, we've already had so much response on social media I'm using the hashtags Sidebar Cindy and Kaya FM talk. But basically, we're speaking about the impact that unemployment has on love, intimacy, and commitment. Basically, if someone loses their job, um, what happens to the relationship. If you're not in Gauteng, you can listen to Kai FM on, DST- on DSTV's audio bouquet on channel 861. You can also listen live um, at KFM.co.za. So I'm joined in studio by Faith Mnyameni And she's um, a, a private social worker from Imani Psychosocial Solutions, which is based in, in Midrand. And I'll also be joined by Ukatleho on the line, whose relationship ended due to unemployment. And of course, I'll be going through all your your tweets and your messages and just talking about... What is a very real topic considering the stats um, that we heard that South Africa's official unemployment rate has jumped to 29% in the second quarter of the year. Um, this is the highest jobless rate we've had since the start of 2008 and this obviously has an impact on relationships so before i take your calls on 86 0000959 i'd like to welcome faith um, to the show thank you so much for being here
4: thank you so much dr cindy and thank you to your listeners
1: great stuff so yeah you've heard the topic faith um you know the loss of one's job um during a relationship or a marriage Really, put strain on the phrase for better or for worse. Definitely, definitely. And um, you know, in your in your experience as a, as, a, as a private social worker, I'm I'm sure people come to you, couples come to you, with with, with such situations. Um, what have you seen in your line of work regarding this?
4: Look, I no doubt. Look, um, unemployment causes you know significant. Um, you know changes and then it does affect definitely in relationships Um, in my experience mostly I work with mostly they employed so I'm mostly in the employee wellness program and I also work with their dependents and to a large extent we are seeing the rise of dependents from employees who come for counseling mainly due to unemployment so it does tell you that the effects of unemployment are actually dire especially to relationships I've seen that a lot I've seen um, you know couples um, you you know one party threatening to divorce we 've seen um even you know one party saying well that the father doesn't support doesn't maintain um we've seen also you know where it 's a relationship between um even uh, you know the uh, b- 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 premarital so couples that have not yet gotten married, so that premarital counseling the question of you know, finances being an issue. You know, you you have couples who say, look, I can't stay with a man that is unemployed. I can't be with a man that does not provide according to my needs. So it is, in fact, a dire situation. It is affecting relationships significantly to a point where people, even in premarital counselling, can decide to not proceed with, with the wedding. So it's, it's that significant. It is important. And the rise as well in counselling sessions in terms of people who are, you know, unemployed, like I said, the, you know, the dependence of employees, you are seeing also the strain on those who are employed, that they are actually, you know, also being affected as well. I also have a lot of clients who come from um, traumatic situations where someone has been hijacked, someone has been traumatized, often because you know the criminals would most likely be unemployed mm-hmm. um, and, and they are also members of our society, they are members of our community, they are fathers they are you know husbands, they are uncles and, and, and wives also I don't want to exclude and, and be sexist mm-hmm. because they are women equally who commit crime so these are partners in relationships essentially and you do see the impact that you know there's now the, the effect of on, on crime, um, relationships being broken and obviously yeah. this destabilises the family environment, I can imagine and children as well growing um, in such instability there, there are effects there as well well if you just joined us you're listening to
1: Saipat Cindy with me Cindy Fransell, and that is the voice of Faith Mianini, who's who's a um, private social worker in Midrand, and we're talking about unemployment and the effect that it has on relationships so if your relationship is broken up um due to um one of you becoming unemployed please call us on 086 000 959 would love to hear your story um i have an anonymous message and the message says for me it has been quite the challenge and made me realize that money is not all a man can no be or no be all a man must offer not be all a man must offer in a relationship Understanding this has conflicted with me as I had prided myself with being independent and being able to afford and contribute to relationship expenses, going out and also unforeseen expenses. The idea of this control being lost tore away self-identity at one stage. It also made me appreciate, um, you know, intervening into my other abilities, such as being present with throwing money to make things better. And um, yeah, so this person's relationship really suffered. Intimacy took a big knock. And that's also added to the stress of their mm-hmm. relationship. And it's something that we don't really speak about, how financial stress you know, tears the couple apart, but you also stop being intimate know, because there's there's resentment, there's anger, there's a lot of things happening and, and couples eventually stop having stop having sex. True. And sex is like the glue that keeps a relationship together, you know, for, for most people. Well we're joined um, online by another guest, Ukatlejo, and um he'd like to share his story with us. Good evening Katlejo and thank you so much for agreeing to um to be on sidebar Cindy. Thank you very
5: much Doctor Cindy. Hi guys, how are you? Um the story goes um with the lady of just broke. She broke up with me about three weeks back. We had been friends for a good five years prior. And last year, August, we decided to give it a go. And when we started the relationship, uh, I wasn't really, I wasn't working. And she's a musician part time. She's a musician. Mm -hmm. So gigs are there at times and sometimes they're not there. So I do most of the hustling at times. And things were going quite well because the hassles would come in then and then while you're waiting and submitting CVs. And the hassles early this year came to an end and that's when I started seeing flame conversations now being taken, taking long to be responded to. Mm-hmm. And now you no longer being, um, they don't receive, they don't take your calls anymore. Your WhatsApps are not re- responded anymore. And until two weeks, three weeks back, she decided to write a text and say, KG, you know, this is not it for me. Hmm. And this is just two weeks prior to my, I had applied to write a, a software testing exam so that at least I can then change my life because applying with a national diploma in IT wasn't doing well. So then I was trying to pick up. Prior that, I had started going for counselling because depression had also taken a toll on me.
1: I can imagine.
5: Mm. On top of the depression, and the day before she broke up with me, I was actually thanking her for uh, letting me, encouraging me to go for counselling. So it was a good night convoy in the morning, I'd say, I'm getting into the library, I'm studying for this exam, Then boom, Mm. there comes a big text which says, hey, I can't do this anymore.
1: Oh, man. Yeah,
5: so it has been it has been a headache three weeks since that WhatsApp text. It has been a very bad one, I must say. So unemployment, unfortunately, in our country is um, is taking a toll on over a lot of us. That I must say, and unfortunately, some of our brothers can't take it easy. They end up hanging, doing, committing suicide.
3: Mm.
5: I he's had uh, I I, ha- I have a, a supportive family, by the way, mm. who have been encouraging to me to go for counseling a lot of times. Mm. But the problem also is, with family, you get to a point where you feel like, enough." I've asked from everyone, I can't do this anymore. As a guy, you feel like, let me just, let me just die in peace. But they keep saying, hold on, it will get better.
1: Mm.
5: It will get better.
1: And you know, the thing yeah. is, with the asking, there's a lot of shame it's, that comes with asking for help. Mm. And I, I think that's what most people struggle with. That you you ask once, you ask for money for this. And now you're asking for money for this, and I always say to people that when you're going through something like this, you know who your people are. You know who you can lean on, and those people generally don't mind helping you. Um, and when they do mind, if they're close enough, they'll tell you, well, "Okay, you know, you know what? This month thing, Oh, I really can't help you anymore." So, yeah. how did you choose? How did you know who you could approach when things got really bad?
5: I, I what helped me is I'm closer to two of my sisters. Mm. This has been since the high school days. So we've been borrowing money from each other even when things were still going well in my life. Mm. So it is easy to go back to them and say, "I, you know what, niyakwatega delimali." So there's those two, and then they Close friends of mine. This just few, two friends. So actually, there is about four people that in my life I can easily go and say I need money. Yeah, uh, they're those. And at times you feel I've I've, I've my limit. I can't. It is just them who decide. Okay, just cut us off because we see it's not happening. In
1: mm. yeah. well, well, going back to, to to Twitter, we have a message from U um, Jabo MC, and he says that she has been carrying me for three years now i've tried everything still applying for jobs and i do small jobs the sad part is she never complains but always supports me even if i get a job for painting a house she comes with me to help we hustle together i love her and that's jabu mc telling sharing his story and then oh ivan says that this has never been been an issue i think i got a real one when things were bad she made sure everything was good so i pretty much do anything for that woman yes it costs a lot and i complain endlessly but it feels good seeing her happy so Ivan and and ujabu have you know have partners that were very supportive during this difficult time but the sad saddest message was from and you know she said his his insecurities increased because he had more time on his hands without a job um he managed my phone movements and the people i talked to at the end he committed suicide and this you know this speaks to what you were saying some guys can't Um, handle it and they end up, um, you know, committing, committing suicide.
5: Uh, Let me be honest with you, there were, there were times, Dr. Cindy, I would think of suicide more than 10 times in one day. Mm. It it, it it really got to that point where I would go stand on the highway and start thinking, why do you not stand in front of a coming truck and end this life? Because it seems like there's nothing happening. The pain of seeing people wake up in the morning going to work
1: hmm.
5: and you are not waking up to go anywhere at all. The emails you receive from um, the applications you've made are rejected, all of them you can't even afford a simple thing as data just to apply for jobs. So mm. unfortunately as guys with them resort to hey, let me just remove myself from this equation, then life would be easy for everyone until someone sits you down and says this is not the solution. Mm. The thoughts still drop in then and then but they are not as big as they're not as big as back then. Now I have tried managing them a bit better. Through. But yeah, it, it gets there. It hectic.
4: Yeah. Yeah, sure. thank you very much for sharing your narrative, and I really commend you for obviously coming to the fourth and sharing your personal story, um, and and the fact that you you emphasise also the psychological effect, which is very true, is because if you think about how um, the whole idea of having a job is actually wired from us at a very young age. From a very young age, you are asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, so we are socialised. So it's a social construct. We are socialised into being. We are socialised into work. Individuals, and and that already sort of puts so much pressure into a child, even from the age, um, you know, school-going age, if if, if, as it were. So, so I I understand when you're giving this example that it's it's like a luxury to see people who actually are working. It's it's it has moved beyond to just being a necessity, but we now realise how much of a luxury it is to actually look at people waking up and going to work mainly because of how, you know, having a job has been, you know, socially constructed from a very young age um, what I see also from you know, a couple of examples from yourself Katlego um, and, Jabu and some of the, you know, uh, um, listeners who've been tweeting, is the fact that they, the important role of support for instance, mm-hmm. you took it upon yourself to go for counselling, which is great and I do commend you for that, um, as much as yes, it's not a long term plan and I also understand the frustration, like I've mentioned to Dr. Cindy earlier, that you'd have clients who initially come for counselling um, you know because of unemployment and the moment you know sometimes they get a job I'll get a, a pop in SMS someone pop in an SMS and says Faith look I'm great I don't need counselling sessions anymore you know yeah. it just goes to show you to to what extent it's having a, a job yeah. exactly it's liberating um, but mainly because of the psychological effect especially because it's been wired from a very young age and perhaps we need to also start there maybe we need to start at the ECD level at the early childhood development level where you also maybe look at other ways of having um, a source of income and 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 you know teaching our children entrepreneurship for instance at a very young age as an example um, because if you look at most of the things that we you know so sort of raise out or what we condition our children to be growing up it's mostly to be employed look yeah. at Universities look at colleges, the kind of qualifications that we get sort of put a, put us under immense pressure for us to be employed. It's like you're waiting for somebody to to give your CV. You're waiting for somebody to 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 see you qualify or graduate. But there's less emphasis perhaps on you being your greatest asset. You know, you being an asset to or, or even provide the service, provide the the skill that you actually have and sell that at, at, at the same time. But I do I also equally acknowledge obviously the psychological impact. I think we need to sort of go back into how we raise our young children um, so that we don't put so much pressure even as they grow up. Because you see it even with siblings, uh, with, with relationships. If if uh, and you don't have money, you know, sometimes even the treatment from the mother is yeah, not but the we'll same. Yeah, Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, mama would be talking more of to loss Correct. Of one that Benzai. is providing, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So going back yeah. to
1: Twitter and looking at the tweets um, on the hashtag Sidebar Cindy, um
4: red Rossi says
1: once stood by an unemployed ex helped financially too when he got his breakthrough he immediately left you know and that yeah. happens that happens you know in a lot of um, um instances
4: um Mm. It, it's a tough one yes yes true and and I mean if you look at that example exactly it also can create anxiety for for ladies who've been through that even guys equally you have men who say look I I took my wife to school and then she qualified got a job and then um You know so so the anxiety as well to say sometimes you take someone and you give them an opportunity and when they get on their feet they also change and i I think it's also again goes back to the dynamics of because it's such a privilege to be employed um sometimes when we are unemployed it puts us in a position where obviously um unemployment means no income and no income means poverty forever. <laughs> so because of the, the the value of employment employment means income mean, income means stability so the moment i have a guy who can take me from this poverty i take the opportunity but would it be love i think only time tells and i think that is an example of what you've just shared dr cindy okay so if you've just joined us listening to
1: sidebar cindy with me cindy fan and this evening we're speaking about the impact that unemployment has on relationships and intimacy and i'm chatting to faith many private social worker from imani psychosocial solutions which is based in midrand and i'm also chatting to we'll be letting him go just now but before he goes I'd like to ask him a few questions about Unemployment and the impact it has on a relationship Kakeho, um, before we let you go I just wanted to find out from you Your self-esteem must have suffered Greatly, um, you know, during the unemployment And obviously after the breakup um, What was the What is the overwhelming feeling the, what, the one thing that you felt on a daily basis During this, during this time Ah uh.
5: Dr. Cindy, one thing um, that has happened over this time is I actually got to start being in touch with my emotions.
2: Mm.
5: You know how, um, what do they say? Um, it has been something I lived with until the breakup and the depression. That's when I actually knew I could cry.
3: Mm.
5: I have got sleepless nights at times and Sometimes i would be in public and just tears start rolling. And yeah, I remember the day the text came in of the breakup. I was in the library. I read the text, simply stood up and tears rolled my eyes. I took my back and that was the end of the day for me. So uh, psychologically, it really works at things big time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit hard, Dr. Sinder, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a bit
1: and you know do you have any advice for for anyone that might be going through you know what what you're going through at the moment? What would you advise him to do
5: Oh advice um, focus on self mm. yeah, I learned to discover after the breakup a friend of mine sent me a book, things I wish I had known before things i sh- I wish I knew before I got married, which I had never read before and it, it actually brought a lot of illumination. and I got to start focusing back more on myself, and actually, re- I'm rediscovering who I am in mm-hmm. all this. Mm-hmm. Because besides that, then it was going to be the negative side, which goes back to me thinking of suicide. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, I'm trying to keep positive always, always, well,
1: always. Well, thank you so much, Kateriko, and we really wish you all your best um, in your journey. And thank you so much for coming and uh, coming onto the show and sharing, you know, what you've shared with us from your heart
5: thank you very much Dr Cindy for the opportunity
1: okay take care and god bless all right
5: same to you
1: bye so this evening on sidebar Cindy we're talking about unemployment and the impact it has on relationships um the country's unemployment rate was 27.6 percent in the first quarter of 2019 it's gone up to 29 percent and um you know as you can imagine unemployment is wreaking havoc you no know, more than one sector, including relationships. I'm chatting to Faith Mniamini, a private social worker for Midrand, and we're taking your calls on 86 000 about this. Um, we have Kawe Ghazi calling us from Johannesburg. Good evening, Kawe, and welcome to the show.
6: Good evening, Dr. Cindy. How are you?
1: Good, good. Thank you for joining us.
6: Thanks for having me.
1: So, Kawe, I know that um, you indicated earlier on that you wanted to share your story with us. Um, what what happened between you and your and your husband?
6: Okay, so my husband lost his job um in June of last year and I had just had a new baby. My baby was four months old and it was difficult. Um and it was not just difficult between like um life at home, the difficulty between the two of us What I've learned, what I've since learned from that is that men cannot handle not being the providers in the home. And it was emotionally draining for my husband, firstly, because he couldn't handle the fact that he did not have an income to contribute into the household. Mm -hmm. And it was stressful for me as well, because now things had changed. We had to survive on one salary, even though our responsibilities and our lifestyle was used to having two salaries. And even the lifestyle that I refer to is not even a lifestyle of a lot of luxuries. Mm. It was just a basic lifestyle which was dependent on these two salaries. And now to move from two to one, it made things very, very difficult. And it was a big emotional strain on our relationship. And we weren't communicating very well. We were fighting a lot. And sometimes the fights were not even about financial issues. It was about just other things. But it would come up that it—I don't know how to explain it—but it would everything would lead back to the uh-huh. financial situation, as if now it's affecting everything, or the BN is the be-all and end-all of
1: mm-hmm. the relationship. Mm-hmm.
6: Yes. So, like our, our fights, j they were—they were—they were quite bad during that time. And now we, it's like this, this was going on for about eight months or so that he didn't have a job. And six months into the unemployment, we could not pay for the car anymore. And we lost the car. Oh. It was so bad. Like, it was so bad. For me, it was sad that, okay, we don't have a car. But I was already sort of getting used to using public transport. Yeah but I had never seen my husband cry. Oh, Kari. Mm -hmm. I think for me, even that was basically, I had felt the financial strain of the whole thing, but at that moment, it became very real for me Mm -hmm. that, yeah, we were struggling.
1: And how, yeah, yeah.
6: No. And then after that, he had to move away. Now the only job he could find was in a different province. So as much as things are better now, it is continuing to cause strain. Like the fact that he had lost his job and was unemployed for so long, it's continuing to cause strain because he had to take a
1: job in a different province. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Anyway, that's
6: my story.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, Chloe. Um I'll ask your faith to respond. We'll let you go, but thank you so much for sharing that with us. All right.
4: Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Kawagazi. And I, I think what Kawagazi's narrative is actually um you know indicate is, is actually indicative of the broader society in terms of how we condition the boy child it, it starts at a very young age um we grow in a society where young boys are taught to you know the male child the boy child in particular from a very young age sort of knows that he must take care of the family i see this a lot even from a situation of bereavement where a client is a male and he comes for counseling and he says look father, i need, i had to stop going to school i had to go Fend for the family because I'm the firstborn, or I'm the son, or I'm the only boy in the family, and and Kawagaza story is is one such uh, uh, you know typical story that we have, especially in an African context, and, and probably even globally because the issue of unemployment is actually a global phenomenon, and and the the whole association of income, um you know how we associate income with uh, you know the role of the man in society is actually quite important because she's mentioned how um as an example her husband um cried for the first time And, and and even that in our society, it is still something that is sort of looked at as taboo. How can a man cry in a situation like this? Then it means mm-hmm. um, but, so we need to, like I'm saying, from a, a very young age, early childhood development age, let's encourage our boy children to cry. Let's encourage our boy children to equally decide on what they want to do without being pressured on, they have to take care of the family. And, and also look at multiple ways of getting an income because the whole existential uh, meaning of employment is really to have a form of income or a source of income rather let's look at other ways that we can start conditioning our children at a very young age to start looking at opportunities and i think that's what is important creating opportunities for children of getting an income as opposed to Tre- a- 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 channeling them towards institutions that will sort of prepare them to be employed or mm. employable. Um, let's also teach them to be self-employed one in one aspect or another or even find ways that they can fend for themselves in a way that um, they can take care of their families and themselves. But thank you very much, Kawagazi. Your your, your, your narrative is quite distinct and it, it is obviously symbolic of a greater part of our society where men oh, are under pressure. This, yeah. That's very true. Men often don't talk uh, mm. Mm-hmm. I find this a lot in my therapy sessions where men are likely to suffer from depression if you look at the rate of suicide it's actually higher amongst men than it is you know um, in women and it goes to show to what extent um, actually men tend to internalize and bottle things up because he has to be strong and he has to um, sort of you know be okay with the situation so we have normalized a lot of things that have actually or, or, or in fact the effects we see currently in our, in our society um, the, the crime um you know um and, and, and a whole lot of other issues mm-hmm. as well okay yeah. well we're still taking calls on site
1: cindy on 86 0000959 i'm chatting to faith nyamini as private social worker from imani psychosocial so- psychosocial solutions in midrand we have uvusi on the line and is calling us from Jo'burg. good evening Wusi, and welcome to the show good
3: evening to Singh, how
1: are you good thank you very well
3: yes i uh, in fact i wanted to call you sometime last week regarding this uh the impact of divorce and children mm-hmm. yeah and unfortunately, i mean one of the one of your callers last week was my child and i think you know her very well kk i won't explain who's that mm-hmm. but you know who's that yeah. Yes, kk yes. Mm-hmm. yeah i think we you know her very well mm-hmm. yeah just to so let you know that i see the really the impact of being unemployed really is huge on men and we uh, we. Her mom and me, it went, it went through the same thing when I was unemployed for the most four, four years. Mm. Just before the divorce, before she mm. could initiate the divorce. Mm. Right. In the whole process, you become nothing. You mm. can't even get told that you can't even provide. You can't even bring food in the house. Mm. You know? And the above that, you try to talk to and all those things, racist voices, and the kids starting to hear the whole thing. they don't know where does the, the whole thing started from. And in a kid that okay, there's always a fight in this house. Hold. You know? And often about that, what would happen? She goes to her point great she would tell the kids she can't in front of the kids and say, What is that you can you can't even buy food in this house? Why did you cook? And she's going to her point right by. In my case it was rest of the city, she will even their mom will go and cook by her aunt's place and mm-hmm. come back in the household. After 10, 9 midnight. I don't have food in the house.
7: Mm.
3: Right? And then we'll come in and find me watching TV. They'll greet me hello there. I say hello. They all walked into into their bedrooms and they sleep. Mm. Right? And now the person, person that only time that you realize that we're useless when you are unemployed. But all these years, no, we're a good person. Mm. Right? And then the way things were, I mean, I've never had that. I mean, I was not able to even to buy meat in this household mm. until I got unemployed. You know, but all along, I was providing in this household. And after a point where by, she was able even to save her money, and she woke up one day she found that in her account she had over 100,000 friends. Hmm. She said, Because you're providing all this, to buy things in this household. I don't know because my money was been there all my family, I didn't ever use it. What must I do? I said, Maybe the person needs to buy a car. Mm. Right? Open oh, I said, okay, let's go. We went there and then we saw the car that she liked. I said, you buy it. The car was over 200000 250000 I said, okay, you put that $50,000. 50, uh, uh, okay? mm. Yes, I, I will pay the rest. I did the rest. Right? Mm. Then now she, take, she, she turns her back and says, you know what? I don't know what happened to your money. Because you're unemployed now. Where's your money? On that same breath, have been building a house in one of the estates, which I won't mention by name. Okay. Right? A huge house. But when she didn't could be put on that, she couldn't be asking how much, even doesn't hold 100000 on the bunch of one But I was unemployed, I was able to build a house. Right?
2: Hmm.
3: But then things started to dry up, couldn't get a job. Right? And then that's now who initiated the whole thing. I'm so worried that because that poor child, take it, Right. Yeah. My child. I'm. I just. One of the doctors, which my friend said to me, Will she help your child." I said, "David, I'm not here, but there's no communication between me and her, because the mom has created that to you not know, the father that is distant.' Mm. You know. I mean, now my daughter is trying to get back to me. I'm trying to to to, to reach out to her and help her. Yeah. You know. I've known today Dr. Cindy, I've still done to talk to my child and say, you know, my child, you know, it's history of like it that. It's unfortunate that uh, you get created. And the worst thing, we, uh, the worst thing, right, when you start bringing in all the churches, the church in the whole family, yeah. it's a nightmare. And you start secretly uh, the money, right? And then they start to be uh, the other party as if not a good person.
1: It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare, but And I think you've highlighted what most of us know—that you know, financial problems are the leading cause of 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 divorces, divorcing you know, in, in most in most marriages. So once once it's a money issue, that you know, Correct. the relationship untangles.
3: Yes. She even asked me, "What to get the money to pay that double Our story, because you're unemployed. I'm leaving. Someone paying for you. Hmm. I say, I'm leaving an affair." I said, what that's what you're talking about, right? Huh? Because when I was working, I saved money, yeah. right? That's why now I was able to, to, to build the house. Even halfway along the line, I, I, I had to borrow some money just to keep on going, going and building.
6: Mm.
3: I'm telling you, you know, as in, in a nutshell, it's just unfortunate that a man wants to lose his job. It becomes a useless thing.
1: On the side. Mm-hmm. it has it has I'm telling
3: you, as I'm saying, I wouldn't have known that I was useless until I lost my job
1: mm. and the thing is those I words I'm, those words are so hurtful they they stick in your heart, they ring in your head over and over again absolutely you know what Do you come do if you take food in the, in the household,
3: she'll buy food and those things they will take the food and go and cook. With all my, with with KK and from my other girl, right, and the son, they go and cook there eat there and do everything there.
1: Yeah. Okay. No. But thank you so much, Fusi. I mean, I really hope that you're getting help. I hope that you know you're able to 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 get help, just counselling through what you're getting. through. So I think it's important for you to get counselling, um, you know, <laughs> as you map your way forward, you know, for the, for the rest of for the rest of your life.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: thank you yeah. so much for phoning and sharing that with us.
3: It's a
1: pleasure. Thank you. Bye yeah. I'm chatting to Faith Mnyamini, a, so- a private social worker from Midrand. And we're speaking about unemployment and the impact it has on your relationships um, and, and intimacy. We had a very harrowing call from Ubab Vusi telling us about what he's going through um, after losing his job. We're taking calls on 086 00959. Hashtag on social media, sidebot Cindy. And the other hashtag is FM talk. We have the lady um, on the line, and she's calling us from Johannesburg. Good evening, and welcome to the show.
2: Hello, are you with me.
1: Yes, yes, we can hear you, ma'am.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I'm 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 very appreciative of you taking my call. I've decided to call myself anonymous because that's I know fine. Facebook extremely well. So, I I I'd, I'd rather prefer to be anonymous.
1: Great, that's fine.
2: Um I I just need to share my side of the story.
6: Not every
2: woman who has an unemployed man, whether boyfriend or husband or would treat them as useless and everything. For me, it's the same as you are married to a man that is abusing you and you're still staying there. And people would ask you outside, what are you doing there? Why are you Mm -hmm. still there? Why do you choose to be abused? It's exactly the same as this husband or this boyfriend or this father of my child or my children is unemployed and has been a provider or has been providing. But now that they're unemployed, now I start calling them names. You find people that still get stuck to the person. But here's the, here's the story that I want to share. I'm a married woman yes. and have had my ups and my downs and have committed to my marriage because I come from a divorced family. So when I got married, I knew that I don't want to divorce. Yeah. I had my reasons, but I don't want to divorce. And for better or for worse, I got stuck. Sometimes you feel the worst is like you're committing suicide, but you still get stuck. So you get stuck to a husband who loses his job several times, but when he gets something, when he learns something, he takes it, he runs away to whatever it is God knows what he does. And when he loses the job again, he comes back to you. When, it's like he loves you when he hasn't got money.
3: Mm.
2: When he's got money, he loves other things or other people or whatever it is. And you still get stuck there. So I'm, I'm wanting to resonate with the gentleman that spoke just before me, just before you took the break, who said, you know, I, I, I got called any other thing and every other thing and I ended up in a divorce. It's not every woman who belittles belittle you if you are not employed. Because if you get married with a certain tone, you get to understand that for better or for worse means many things. There's no prescription, but mm-hmm. it means a hell of a lot of things. And one of the things is he, he could lose his eyesight. Um, I, I, could, I could be barren. Yeah. Um, or, or many other things that can happen in our marriage. But for better or for worse, means let's pull together no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you find somebody who still stands by your side, but when you've got the money you don't love them when you when you've got the money you don't love them when you don't have the money mm. they are your
1: wife mm. yeah no thank you so much the lady for those comments mm. um and i'll ask faith to respond but we'll let you go but thank you so much for calling in
4: Thank you. Thank you very much, Anonymous. And I, I do think what you're touching on is, is essentially the issue of values. Values are very important in keeping our society together. In fact, in keeping a lot of relationships together. Um, if you look at the most or longest relationships, even, even you know, in, in, in older days, if you look at, uh, you know, that granny and that grandpa, how what made them stay, love would come and go, money would come and go. But if you look at what would keep them together, it's exactly what Anonymous caller has mentioned the issue of values and perhaps for her she she really um treasures you know her vows she treasures what she said in principle for her being married meant more than just having a husband perhaps who would provide for her but it's the issue of values and that is what is important and that's why we always encourage often relationship counseling we encourage um pre counseling for such reasons because one of the things that i pick up also in my therapy sessions is the fact that we seem to not understand and what we value someone will say I, I got this guy he was a good guy he was employed and so forth oh you know i liked her and, and, and so forth and so forth but what are the values and i always find couples getting stuck on that question what do you value and what does he value and um often you find that's where a lot of couples sort of get stuck and values are that critical to a point that they can actually cause divorce they can cause separation anonymous has made a very um practical example of how important it is to stick to your values um, irrespective of the situation and I, I get a sense also Katlejo mentioned that earlier to say what he has learned from his journey is not to lose yourself in the process mm. biggest mistake that sometimes people do anonymous caller probably couldn't uh, did not allow herself to get lost in the process so I get a sense you found a way to love herself and still work on her self esteem and still be confident and still trust herself to be woman enough because to some woman when a husband does that you start questioning am I good enough um, do i mean anything to this person um but i get a sense that for her she still continued working on herself and i get a sense also for Katlejo, the fact that he continues going for counseling he does have support from his sisters and um, we've also had a lot from those on twitter to say support 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 yeah. plays a huge role so it's very important to know what is your resource list where your support system whenever you go through this kind of situations um, you know you can even call lifeline you can call other free services telephonically for counseling you don't have to go for private counseling if you cannot afford but it's very important to look at what resources do you have very very important yeah. thank Cindy. you for that Faith. Okay. Yeah. so
1: take me more calls on oh eight six double zero double zero and cyber 0000959 0860000959 and sidebar Cindy company i forgot the number <laughs> that doesn't happen it's, it's i'm staring at you Faith. i think so I'm staring at pretty isaac we have isaac on the line isaac thank you so much for calling
0: uh,
1: thank you thank you so much cindy how are you good thanks and thank you for agreeing to share your story with us
0: absolutely faith thank you it's honor um it's such a very in-depth conversation
4: thank you thank you
0: isaac um i would just like to just um talk about a few things just listening to all the callers you know um, I'm someone that likes to go into the root of a word and in the root of anything to just mm. get better understanding mm-hmm. so when you look at like employment which comes from a Latin word which means to involve in a particular purpose
7: mm-hmm. see a
0: lot of people a lot of people in relationships lost the purpose of themselves
3: mm-hmm. and
0: when you when you're working it's your nature to naturally to be either a provider, um, nurturer, or comforter—you know what I mean—and whether it's a male or female, or female-female, or whatever your sexual persuasion—it's mm. natural for you to have that um, innate nature to be a provider and also someone on the opposite end to be a nurturer. So when that gets taken away from you, you now lose a purpose and understanding of your life and who you are. Mm. So one of the things is—is is we've they they've society has attached education with employment
7: so Mm -hmm. when
0: you know the Latin word for education means to draw out to bring out and to Mm -hmm. bring out is what the purpose of education is to bring out who you are what your purpose in life for to educe to bring out to bring out which comes educe that word um, educe so if you can't bring out the natural gifts that you have within yourself and it goes into the topic that you mentioned about creating a job self-employed being self-employed mm. then now you become subject to now working for someone else where someone can take away your purpose in life and that's caused so much stress for people whether male or female and love has three basic attributes which is freedom, justice and equality. Freedom to be who you were created to be, which is someone to be a nurturer or a provider. And just justice is the justification of your being and your in me, in your life or the reality of your life. And equality is is not necessarily to be equal, but whatever I ask of you, I'm going mm. to also do the same for myself, yo. Know? So when all that gets taken away from from you, it, it creates so much stress and, mm, and it does. causes a lot of problems. In yeah, relationships.
1: and relationships really do suffer, mm. um, you know, when there's financial strain. Um, and mm. I think the response on Twitter, the calls that we're fielding, it just shows just what an impact it has, um, financial strain has on, on relationships, Isaac, it really does. Absolutely. Yeah, but thank, thank you, you, you so, so much, much. Yeah, no, thank you so much for your input. And we're taking more calls on oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. We have Ronald on the line, and he's calling us from Joburg. I'm good evening, Ronald, and welcome to Side Cindy. Hi, Cindy. My name is
7: different. I Hi. Hmm.
1: Okay, we missed hi. that. We missed that first part, Isaac. Uh, but not Isaac. Um, we Ronald. Ronald.
7: Hi, hi,
1: Cindy. Yes. Okay. Now I can I, hear you properly.
7: Hi, divorce because my mother never believed in me yeah when you married a family of people that uh, don't believe in you, and unfortunately she, she didn't know that I earned more than double what my wife earned. guess what my wife could not was was not able to tell a mother the real truth about our relationship. secondly, we had two children and then in south we lost three we had to divorce three properties gone three cars gone <laughs> And then I spent about five, six years paying for the car. Mm. Gone. And then now she's diabetic. She can't do what she used to do. Now I must pay for the maintenance. It's unfair. Mm. So for the next ten years, so for the past, so from doing 12 months to doing whatever, it is I've paid for the car, I've paid for the property. Now I must pay higher maintenance because you can't work for yourself. And think about it. My entire life now is on hold
3: mm-hmm.
7: For what? Because she could not tell her mother the truth. So Sometimes when people, black people, what I understand is that they can't tell the real family why are they getting married and what marriage does mean. My mm-hmm. wife never, never disclosed to her family mm-hmm. why are we sharing whatever we need to share. What are the problems? And I was paying for the majority of the property. I was actually paying for about mm. eighty yeah. So it's sad. So I've just lost ten years of my life. Paying for stuff that I will never own. I'm just actually paying for the bank. Sure. Said.
1: It is sad. And 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 I think you're doing it, you're protecting her. Um and that's your decision. you you know you've chosen to, to not expose her.
7: Mm-hmm. No, no no I'm I'm telling you, when we went to this family I paid La Walla, the only mistake that I did at the time when we get married, I refused to do what was And that was the cardinal thing I committed. Yeah. That yeah. was the cardinal thing. And yeah. That's the way the cookie has crumbled.
1: Yeah, well, I hope, I hope, Ronald, that you can, you know, you can find a way forward, and yes, hope, August. and hopefully, you'll be able to, to, you know, to move forward without having to carry this burden.
7: So, to be honest with you, it's just ten, fifteen wasted years, and there's nothing can do about it. Yeah,
1: but thank you so much for sharing that with us.
7: No, it's fine. Thank
1: you so much. Great. Yeah. So we've come to the end of the show. Um, just yeah, two minutes of the show left before Tudima Gubani comes on at 8 with My Money and Me. Um, Faith, thank you so much for being on the show. I think um, you know you shared great insights. Mm-hmm. If people are looking for you, where can they find you online and where can they find you you know, work-wise?
4: Yes, sure. I mean, I saw that you guys actually were laughing at me that I'm not on Twitter and Facebook. No, and, well, <laughs> I wasn't laughing. I
1: was just surprised.
4: <laughs> sure. Um, look, um, actually, you can find me at my offices. I'm based in Midrand in the Willow's office Park, Errant Gardens. That's number 9 Road nine road, um, George Road, sorry, in Midrend. Um, you can call me on 11 655 During working hours I am open in my practice Mondays to Friday, 8 to 5 and also on some Saturdays in the month. Thank you great. very much, Dr. Cindy. Oh, it was such a pleasure being that, with you. Great having you.
1: Sidebar with Cindy.
0: Every Monday to Thursday, 7 to 8pm on Kaya FM. Rewinding
2: Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind